my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today I am bringing you a very special birthday dedicated episode to the one and only Bob Saget, who played Danny Tanner on Full House and also Fuller House. Yes, his birthday is May 17th. So I'm like, you know what? I like it when I can put out a birthday, you know, an episode in honor of a cast member of Full House or Fuller House. And I'm like, you know what? What Danny-centered episode could I do? I know I've been doing uh, some from, like, the earlier seasons. I'm like, I want to do season one episode 17 entitled Danny's first date because this is not just a big step for Danny this is a big step for the girls especially you know DJ and Stephanie because this is the first time Danny is for heaven's sake Quinn yes you gotta be in your box don't you goofy cat you Um, yes. So this episode aired on February 12th, 1988, so it was two days away from Valentine's Day. Oh, that's kind of cool how they set that up. Uh, In this episode, Danny develops a crush on the hive mother of Stephanie's honeybee group, which is kind of like brownies, fireflies, Girl Scouts. It's like that type of group. I just thought I, I wanted this episode because this is kind of a turning point for Danny since it hasn't been very long since Pam's death. And I know Jesse and Joey are kind of saying, you know, Danny, I know my big sister. I know Pam. She would want you to move on and get out there and start, you know, meeting people again. And... It's hard for DJ, and it's confusing for Stephanie, because Stephanie's only like five or six at this point, and she doesn't understand these feelings, and DJ definitely is on the, I don't like the idea of my father dating, it's too soon. Mom's only been gone for like, I think it's like three months, maybe six, but we'll get into that when we cover, uh, when I start getting into the episode. Honestly, this is relatable to any kid who's had a parent who is re-entering, who's entering the dating scene for the first time, whether that child has a a parent who's passed on, who is divorced. I honestly think, I don't want to tread on the feelings of children of divorce, but I think it's probably just as hard, if not even more so, for a child who is physically lost a parent, like the child's parent is deceased, to see their parent moving on, especially if it's, like, before it's been a year or even six months. It's just, I mean, that to me, 
as a kid, that would seem very soon. So, this... You crazy cat. Are you enjoying that box in a box? You came down here from upstairs, sleeping, to sit in a box. Really, Quinnels? <laughs> My crazy cat, everybody. So yeah, uh, this episode's got a 6.9 out of 10 based on 217 ratings. Of course, we have a couple of guest stars. We have Karen Copens as Linda Stratton and De Deborah Ann Gorman as Julie Stratton. So I want to see real quick what Karen Copens, who plays Linda, what has she kind of done? She's got 24 credits. Oh, wow. Um... Cosby Mysteries? There was a show about... What's this about? Uh, Guy Hanks is a criminal criminologist who works for the New York Police Department after winning the lottery. He retires but feeling bored. He occasionally returns to help his friends. Good for him. Um, yeah. It only lasted 18 episodes. Um... Archie to Riverdale and back again. It seems like she's kind of a one-note character. However, she did have a 13-episode stint in Dallas that ran from 78 to 91. Uh, her role lasted from 88 to 89 as Kay Lloyd. I never watched Dallas. However, when I went to Texas last summer with my husband, we did get to tour the house that they used to film... Uh, some of Dallas, and it was pretty cool. Like, um, that whole honeybee thing is kind of, uh, she had a, she had a role in True Beverly Hills. Now, I've not seen True Be Beverly Hills, but I hear it's good. It's kind of funny, maybe, I think maybe she played, like, a, a mother of one of the girls in True Beverly Hills. Interesting. So, really nothing I would recognize her in. She's a pretty lady. Yeah. Let's look at her, the girl who plays her daughter, who is Deborah Ann Gorman. Just real quick, I just want to see, is there anything I would recognize her from? She's only been in seven things. Last role, I don't buy kisses anymore. Uh, okay. Oh, Babe Ruth, is this a... Oh, it's a TV movie of Babe Ruth. I thought it was... Oh, that's the Babe. That's with John Goodman. That was a good movie. Really, there's nothing here that I recognize Deborah Ann Gorman, who plays Julie. So, this episode was directed by Joel Zwick. Writers, Jeff Franklin, the creator. Let's see. It looks like uh, Jeff was the only one for writing this episode. We got some trivia here. The picture of the girl that is in Danny's bedroom is also in the living room. Um, that is worded in a way that sounds confusing. I, I don't know what that means. As we do see pictures of the girls and even Pam on the mantle, there is even pictures in Danny's room just above his headboard in his bedroom of him and Pam and the girls. It's really out of focus. I think they did that on purpose because they didn't want to show the big reveal of Pam until probably Goodbye, Mr. Bear. All right, we got a couple user reviews for this episode on IMDb. The first one by our ever-faithful Power Man Dan gives us a 6 out of 10. 
titled Making the Kids Happy. This was published on March 21st, 2016. Warning spoilers. All right, guys, if you have not seen this episode, go get a free trial to Hulu. It, all Full House is on Hulu as we speak. All right. This is another episode I usually skip over when I'm watching the full season. Full House has about 195 episodes, give or take. And there's probably eight that I almost never watch. Why? The answer is they are simply too weak. This particular episode is one that I don't always skip, but I don't watch all the time either. It's been almost a year since Danny became a widower. So Jesse and Joey encourage him to ask out Stephanie's honeybee queen on a date. He tries to break it to the girls, but they don't fully understand dating, so Danny cancels. Jesse and Joey come back, so from then, Danny contemplates going out on his date. One thing I do like is that it gives a good perspective on how children react to a parent going out on a date. Perhaps this episode could have been better, perhaps not. The gags were cute, but nothing to write home about. Well, there was one where Danny is on the phone breaking the news to his date and then coming clean in a funny sequence. All right. Yeah, a lot of, it looks like a lot of these are like, the first one was 6 out of 10. This next one here by um, a new reviewer, I've not heard of this one, Callan Bess? Gives this a 5 out of 10. Thumbs down. Published on April 9th, 2015. Danny has a crush on Stephanie's hive mother of Stephanie's honeybees, which makes things very awkward for Danny's kids. The kids begin to feel resentful towards the idea and feel Danny is trying to replace their mom. This isn't one of my favorites. I feel I felt it was bland, despite the heavy subject material. It was presented in a routine way, and I wasn't able to get into it as much as I should have. The romance Danny has with the hive mother felt contrived, and I didn't buy into his crush. The heart-to-heart -heart Danny has with his kids at the end is powerful and well done, though. I think this one is okay at best. 5.7 out of 10. All right, and the last review by um another familiar you know we have our taylor kingston we have our power mandan and we have mitch rmp which i've seen that name come up before gives us a six out of ten titles it daddy's dating this episode was <laughs> episode this review was published on december 8th 2013 quinn what are you doing now where are you quinn butt there you are how you doing babe not as talkative today. All right. Danny has found, a, found himself attracted to the first woman since his wife, and he's not sure what to do with it. The boys encourage him to ask her out, and so he does. But when he announces his date to the, his girls, they give him a guilt trip, which forces him to cancel. But when the boys overhear, they tell him he has to do what he feels is right. His daughters will get over it. So he calls back to reinstate his date, and the circle goes on. That's really all there is to this episode. It's rather dull, but interesting to see how children would play into dating again. The episode raises the question, when is it okay to stop mourning and date again? It's not an easy question to answer. It definitely isn't speaking from a child that had a father that dated very shortly after um, my mother was uh, 
sent to get some uh, mental and physical help for her illness. Um, and when I was young and everything, I was right around Stephanie's age, probably well, I was seven, eight years old. And I didn't really know what to make of it. I mean, I was living separately from my dad. I was living at my aunt and uncle's house at first. But of course, as I got older, and uh, of course, I mentioned this on the podcast before Pam came into the picture, it was really, really, I could have handled it better looking back on it. I really, really could have. So I could have treated her nicely. She was, she's the sweetest lady. She's done so much, especially in the last months of my dad's life. So, all right, guys, before I get into the podcast officially, the episode, I want to let you Tanner newbies who've come to the podcast, I want to say thank you, first of all, and I would like to let you know where you can go and find the podcast on social media. You can go to Facebook, type in Full House Podcast, type in Fuller House Podcast, the All My Lanta Holy Jalupas Podcast will pop up in the search bar. You can go to Instagram, type in OMHC Full House Pod. It should come up. Follow, like, the social media sites, you'll know what episodes I'm going to be covering next, what episodes I've already covered. That way you can kind of get caught up. How I do this real quick for you newbies is I don't cover the episodes episode by episode, season by season. I wanted to do something different. I wanted to do themes. So last summer I did a summer fun theme where I covered episodes set during the summertime. In September I covered episodes that were set, you know, for back to school. I, you know, basically first days of school. In October I covered Halloween, November, Thanksgiving, Christmas time, of course, I did Christmas time. Uh, the first actual characters theme I did in January and February covered Jesse and Becky's love story and I call it the Jesse and Becky love story series now what I'm doing coming up with May we have Mother's Day I'm going to be covering Goodbye Mr. Bear from season 2 Slumber Party from season 4 and season 5's Matchmaker Michelle in June I'll be honoring Father's Day and Danny Tanner I'm going to be covering season 1 Daddy's Home season 4 Danny's in Charge and then from there, I'm going to be starting my new Full House series, which is entitled Best Friends. And in the Best Friends series, I'm going to be covering Season 2's Pale Joey, Season 3, Dr. Dare Rides Again, Season 3, Fraternity Reunion, Season 4, Good News, Bad News, Season 5, Girls Will Be Boys, Season 6 is The Long Goodbye, Season 7's Be Your Own Best Friend, and Season 8, I've got a secret. Those I'll be covering in starting in July all the way to the end of August. Now, if you are a regular Tanner podcast, <laughs> Full House podcast fan, been listening for a bit, I strongly encourage you to go to iTunes, look up Full House podcast. You'll find the Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas Full House Fuller House podcast there. Subscribe, but also leave a review. 
If you feel it deserves five stars, leave a five star review. You can also use emojis to describe characters, episode titles, and just have fun with it. I would love to try to figure out what episode or character you're um, creating emojis with. So, all right, guys, without further ado, um, real quick, one last little tidbit. If you have an opinion on a Full House episode, you want to share your memories of Full House or on any episode I've covered or plan to cover, you want to get your own opinions out there, you want to be on this podcast, I would love to have you. If you want to send an audio clip about your memories of Full House or your opinions on the episode, what you think about it, just remember... This is a family-friendly podcast just to keep it clean, keep it G to PG rated, and send your audio clips and emails to omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. I, will leave, I always leave the, episode, the email address in the episode description. So without further ado, finally, let's get to Danny's very first date. Okay, so we come out of the intro and we are in the tanner living room oh this is so sweet because joey's been the uh honeybee helper since season one all right and linda of course is there and she's like all right honeybees be seated they're all sitting in those hard metal chairs (laughs) And she's like, all right, would anyone like to tell me what today is? And, of course, all the girls' hands shoot up. And she calls on Stephanie because I think partly it's because the meeting is being held at Stephanie's house. Um, One person in particular here I do want to point out. If um, you watch the Slumber Party episode, this girl who's got dark hair, um... She's a little, you know, heavy set girl, but she has been in quite a few episodes when it comes to Stephanie. Um, I believe she was also in the episode where Stephanie and Harry get married. She was in the Slumber Party episode. She was in the Double Trouble episode. I bet anything she was probably in the Mr. Egghead episode. I have to keep looking for. I this girl clearly has got to be the daughter of someone who works on the set of Full House, the staff writer, somebody, because this girl has been there since, well, the beginning, really. She never, none of the girls ever really have speaking lines. Of course, Julie does, because it's Linda's daughter, so. So, Stephanie says, today is the first day of the honeybee drive, honey drive. We see Dan, Danny, we see Joey handing out samples of honey to the girls. We also see DJ standing on the steps. Uh, apparently, she is aged out of the honeybee program. I'm guessing the cutoff age has got to be probably eight. Because DJ is, what, 10, 11 years old at this time? So, this honeybee drive that they have going on to sell the honey is going to raise lots of money for underprivileged children. Probably set up, you know summer camps and setting up um like school you know breakfast for kids and this even like fun activities like trips to the zoo or or just 
you know, kids that really don't have parents at home helping those kids out to give them activities and, you know, make them feel good and, you know, happy and stuff like that. Just get them, get, get the kids involved. Kind of like a latchkey kid scenario, I would think. Something like that. Or maybe even like, you know, a, a day for foster kids or something. Underprivileged can, children can, that can, that is so wide of a net that that could pretty much include, you know, a lot of different children. Of course, these girls, they're going to need an incentive to sell this honey. They're not just going to do it to earn a honeybee badge. But the honeybee who sells the most honey will win a special prize, which is under this bed sheet. And it's a new bike! Um, okay, hold on a second. I'm going to check a little something here. We just, uh, here we go. Okay, okay. This episode, it's a new bike that the girl, the honeybees are going to try to compete for to win by selling the most honey. This is episode 17. However, episode 1, season 21, entitled Mad Money has Joey getting some expected money from his mom, say, old savings bond. And he started, he bu he buys Springs Springsteen tickets for DJ. Stephanie gets a new bike. My guess is she did not sell enough honey to get that bike. Otherwise, why would Joey present her with a new bike? Exactly. I just, I, I thought of that just now. I'm like, but wait a second. So the episodes are at least like four episodes apart. Danny's first, very first date and then Mad Money. So I'm going to play this clip. No, you need to get off that bike. You haven't won the bike yet, Steph. Yes, that seat was made for my push. I would like to introduce a young lady who holds the record for selling 725 jars of honey. A honeybee legend, I might add. Let's put your wings together for DJ Tanner.
love <laughs> what's under the tarp, of course, like I said, it's the bike. Okay, I want to, I have my phone handy. I'm going to look this up right now because I want to know. The bike that's revealed is a lilac colored bike. Stephanie goes right over to it and just is like, she's glue. She is ready to take that bike for a ride. So let me look. I want to look on Hulu real quick because it's got full house. I want to see if that bike is the same exact bike in Mad Money when Joey gives her a new bike. Let's find out. So I looked. The only, it's the same bike, but one difference. In this episode, Danny's very first date, the bike has training wheels. In Mad Money, the bike is sans training wheels. There's no training wheels. I kind of wonder, like, why is DJ, you know, hanging out on the steps just overseeing this honeybee meeting? Well, there's a reason for it. As Joey introduces her as the girl who sold, she sold 725 jars of honey. She is a honeybee legend, according, according to Joey. So, of course, thank you, DJ. She is going to offer her expertise to the new honeybees on how to sell the honey. So, she says, you know, anybody could sell raffle tickets for a color TV. I love how DJ's like, but to unload this stuff, this honey, you gotta work your little stinger off. And I love how the kids, we cut to the kids all nodding, like they're all like taking in this information. And she's like, so what are you gonna do? Sell! Let me hear it! And of course, Joey and Julie are or Julie, Linda are chanting, and the kids are like, sell, 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 sell. And, of course, DJ's like, here's your first victim as Jesse walks in the door after a day of exterminating because that's his job. And the kids are all like, ah, and Jesse's like, look, I killed bugs all day. It won't hurt me to take out a few more. Move, move, move. He, of course, bends down to Stephanie and says, hey, you, and kind of taps her on the nose and says, see me later. So... Yeah, definitely like, hey, I'm only basically buying honey from the kid who lives in this house with me. So you all can pawn yours off, your honey off on your neighbors. Jesse, of course, can't walk into the kitchen without or leave the living room without looking at Joey with his antennae hat and the rubber band that's holding it on his head. And he just looks at Joey and just laughs. Joey's like, oh, go ahead, yuck it up, make fun, but just so, it just so happens I am honorary queen bee. And of course, Jesse, as he's getting something to snack on before dinner time, since he's worked his tail off all day killing bugs, it's like, Joey, this is no news to me. I'm not surprised. I see a big cardboard box, and it says treehouse on it. And Jesse's like, well, what's with this thing? And Joey says, well, your mom sent it. And Jesse's like, you know, my mom always sends me the dopiest gifts. I'm like, dude, it's for Michelle, clearly. You're not going to play with no Fisher-Price treehouse playset. So Danny runs in the back door. He's home from his newscasting job because this is season one. And he's like, hey, uh, the honeybees are still here, right? I haven't missed them, right? And he's kind of like uh, hiking up his, his pants and everything like that. And he's like, oh, I haven't missed them, right? And it's like, yes, 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 Danny. The honeybees are still here. As well as, more importantly, I believe, so is their hive mother, Linda. You know, that's why Danny rushed home. 
I love Danny is just like, oh, Linda? Yeah, uh-huh, that's how I ran home. <laughs> Danny grabs a pan and starts, like, checking out his reflection, making sure his hair looks good. And, of course, he's like, look, Jesse, my daughter is a honeybee, and Linda just happens to be her hive mother. Of course, Jesse wants to toss in there. Oh, yeah, she also happens to be very pretty. And also, might I add, very divorced. Joey, of course, hits that nail around the head. And you happen to like her, don't you? It's like, come on, Danny. Come on. Don't deny it. That's why you rushed home. And you're like, are the honeybees still here? I haven't missed them, have I? Yeah. Uh-huh. We know. Jesse's like, come on, you are smitten. And Danny's like, I am not smitten. It's like, you are smut faces. Like, smut. Okay. When I think smut, I think of those smut novels. Like, those harlequin romances. He is not smut. But Joey's like, hey, Danny, why don't you just ask her out? I mean, it's obvious you're ready to start dating again. Clearly, you're interested in her. I mean, you wouldn't have raced home just because your daughter was having a honeybee meeting if Linda wasn't there, right? I mean, come on. We know. We know, Danny. Okay, wow. So, Danny's a little nervous. Like, I don't know. I mean, do you think it's been enough time? And Jesse's like, Danny, look, it's been a year since Pam died. Okay, so it has, in fact, been a year. Quite a bit of time's passed. We got your holiday. We already had Thanksgiving. can't believe it's been a year already. I mean, like I said, when the show started, it was at least, what, three to six months? I could have sworn it was at least three. I like Jesse here. He's really supporting Danny's want to. He, he's just kind of confirming for Danny. It's like, I think Pam would want you to move on and start seeing other people. It's absolutely fine. Danny's like, yeah, dating, but I mean, I haven't been on a date since I asked I took Pam to the senior prom. I don't remember how to ask a girl out. And it's like, well, it's not really hard. I mean, you just, you know, think of a place you want to take them. It, it, you don't even necessarily have to call it a day. Just like, hey, um, I was wondering if you want to go get, you know, granddad sounds like you want to go out and get something to eat. People are like, oh, it's a date. It's like, it doesn't have to be a date. It can just be about two a Adults going to the same place and, you know, getting a bite to eat. Why do you have to label it as a date? I mean, I know we don't want to call it a hangout because isn't that what the kids are calling it these days? I don't know. I It's been a while since I've been a teenager. And I never dated when I was a teen. I only dated as an adult. Even when Jeremy and I went on our first date, I don't know, did we... Do we call it a date? I mean, we refer to it as a date, but at the time, I mean, it's just, we went out to IHOP, and then we went and saw Bad Santa in the theater. But before that, we actually, before we actually went out and, you know, did something out in public, we were just kind of hanging out, you know, after hours at the video store, just watching movies together. That's because it was nice to not have to feel pressured to label, you know, what we were doing call it dating when we weren't ready to officially take that next step so i'm gonna play this clip sure yuck it up just so happens that i am an honorary queen bee <laughs> just this is no news to me what's this 
treehouse. It's from your mom. My mom always says, the dopiest gifts. I think it's from Michelle. Hi, guys. Are the honeybees here? I didn't miss them, did I? Yes, the honeybees are still here. And more importantly, I believe, so is their hive mother, Linda. Linda? <coughs> Jesse, my daughter is a honeybee. And uh, Linda just happens to be her hive mother. She also happens to be very pretty and very poor. <laughs> and you happen to like her, don't you? Julie is an insect. <laughs> Face it, man. You're smitten. I am not smitten. I know smitten. You are smitten. <laughs> Danny, why don't you just ask her out? It's obvious you're ready to start dating again. I don't know. You think it's been enough time? Danny, it's been a year since Pam died. I don't think you should feel bad about seeing other people. I think it's okay. Yeah, but dating. I haven't been on a date since I took Pam to the senior prom. I don't even remember how to ask a girl out. Same way you asked my sister out. How'd you do that? Well, Joey asked her out for me. Oh, really? This Joey. <laughs> Joey was uh, sort of my expert on romance. Oh, my gosh. This Joey. Uh-huh. It just so happens that I have a way with women. Then why are you single? Them, they run away. <laughs> Daniel, listen. You're a reasonably semi-attractive young man. You've been living with me long enough. I think something must have rubbed off. Go in there, be bold, be confident, and ask that girl out. And don't come back until you got a date. That's right. Go. You're right. I can do this. Is my cowlick sticking out? Oh, okay, well, Jesse's like, well, how do you ask my sister out? And Danny says, well, <laughs> I actually didn't. Uh, I had Joey do it for me. And Joey is really, clearly, he knows a lot about romance. And I'm like, yeah, that's why he's like single. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, he asked, Joey asked Pam out for Danny. Now, you guys are probably familiar with a scenario that happens. Where somebody likes so and they have, they're nervous, they don't want to ask the person out, but they use a friend to do it. And then it backfires because the girl that the person is interested in, having the friend ask her out for him, turns out she is actually interested in the person, ask your, your friend. So, I mean, it, it, that's not how that worked this time. But I'm just saying, that is kind of a little mini trope that I, I'm familiar with. Not personally, but in TV show episodes and stuff like that. And I love how Jesse just can't believe this guy. This Joey? Uh-huh. Really? He's uh, Mr. Romantic? Mr. Romance? Uh, I don't think so. And Jesse's like, Danny, look. You have been living with me. Surely some of my essence has rubbed off on you. Just go out there. You're semi-attractive. You're, you're confident. Go out there and ask her on a date. And Joey's like, yeah, and don't come back until you've got a date. So they apparently push Danny out the door into the living room. Because he's like, oh, my colleague, is it? And they're, like, just pushing him. Like, just go, Danny. Just just go. Come on, man. 
Danny goes in there. Of course, he plays innocent. Like, oh, I didn't know you were having a, a honeybee meeting at my house. And she's like, oh, well, we're just wrapping things up. And she, you know, kind of has the girls go out to the van or car or whatever. And she's like, thank you for letting us use your house. Again. Danny just smiling. Oh, anytime. Me hive is Sue hive. <laughs> they like, me casa is Sue casa. Like, my house is your house. Um, Julie, sweetie, you're an adorable looking little girl, but I don't like this. How she goes up to Danny and asks if he will buy a jar of honey from her. And Julie has to kind of like say, sweetie, well, Mr. Tanner, I think he's going to be buying his honey from Stephanie. Danny, of course, the flattery here, like, oh, you know, you can never have... Too much honey. Sign me up for three jars. And just, you see Julie like, oh, thank you, Mr. Tanner. This girl's got such dark brown hair, big caterpillar eyebrows, and just this wide grin. She just, oh, she just, it, she looks, it makes me nervous. It, she reminds me of one of those uh, evil children from, uh, oh, no, she just, just, uh, see who's gonna win that bike after all he's like daddy i need that bike and he's like you know honey i'm gonna buy from you too i'll i'll take 10 jars dj comes right over there and puts a mouth a hand over stephanie's mouth i like where dj's headed here she's like only 10 dad you just bought three jars from the competition like yeah danny yeah she is she is your sweet young child who's your own flesh and blood Sell it, Deej. So Danny's like, 15 jars? And DJ counteroffers with 20. And he's like, final offer, 17. Jake, deal. DJ's like, see, Steph, that's how you set records. Let's play this clip. Oh, Linda, hi. Hi, Danny. What a nice surprise. <laughs> I forgot the honeybees were even meeting today. Well, we're just wrapping things up. Okay, why don't you all buzz into the car? Thanks so much for letting us use your house again. Anytime. <laughs> Mihai is Suhai. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Tanner, will you please buy some honey? Oh, sweetheart, come here. Yes, Mommy. Oh, I think Mr. Tanner will be buying his honey from Stephanie. You know you can never have too many jars of honey. Sign me up for three jars. Thanks, Mr. Tanner. <laughs> You're welcome. I will believe it. <laughs> I must be dreaming. I'll tell you what, I'll take ten jars. Ten jars? Um. Only ten? Dad, you just bought three from the competition. This sweet young child is your own flesh and blood. Fifteen jars? Twenty. Seventeen. Deal. Now that's how you set records, kid. You just bought twenty jars of honey. That's nothing. 
When DJ said the record, I bought 112. <laughs> I built a honey cellar downstairs. <laughs> you know, you're really a great dad. Well, I've got the kids waiting in the car. Linda, wait, um... <laughs> Do you, uh... You ever go to the movies? Sure. I love movies. <laughs> no kidding? Me too. <laughs> it's a small world. <laughs> Two people who love movies living in the same city. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Where was I? I think you were kind of working up the courage to ask me out. Right. I'm still working on it. <laughs> Danny, I've got a car full of bees. But I've got two tickets to a modern art exhibit tonight. I mean, I'd love for you to be my guest if I could find a sitter. Jesse and Joey can do it. Great! I love how you volunteer something. We can have dinner, too. My treat. Pick up round seven? Okay? Okay. It's a date? It's a date. Great. <laughs> I have a date tonight. <laughs> I have a date tonight. <laughs> I have a date tonight. I have a date tonight! I have a date tonight. And why not? I can't believe that Danny just bought 20 jars of honey. And he's like, you know what? That is nothing. When DJ set the record, I bought 112. So if DJ sold overall 752 minus 112, she still sold 640 jars of honey. Wow. That is amazing. But DJ's always, I mean, even as the show goes on, we see that DJ is the go-getter. She is the one that is, you know, doing fundraisers for school, for charities, and for different organizations, you know, on the prom committee, the committee for dances and stuff. She, she's that kind of person. So I'm not surprised even at age 10 or 11, she is such a go-getter that she is. Granted, she sold those jars of honey when she was probably eight, you know, closer to Stephanie's age, but still. I love that Danny joked that he even uh, built a honey cellar. That's probably what's in the attic right now. Since we don't actually see the attic till like, what, season three or four? <laughs> I think it's season four that we finally see the attic. That's probably what he's got up there is all that honey. I mean, I like honey as much as the next person, but I don't eat it a lot. Great on biscuits. That's definitely, oh, love it. Oh, he said he built a honey cellar downstairs. It must have been before he turned the basement into Joey's apartment or little basement room in season one episode 10 because that's just thinking like i know that happens in season one but he's just i think he's kind of trying to impress her which he doesn't have to work so hard because she's already into him <laughs> so linda turns to go like i got the kids in the car they're probably like wrecking havoc in there i gotta go i'm surprised that the van is still in the same spot that i left it with the keys in the vehicle but he's like hey linda um do you like movies and she turns and says oh i love movies and danny of course like oh wow what a coincidence 
We both love movies. Two people living in the same city that love movies. It's just, I love how he's so nervous because he hasn't done this before. Like he said, Joey was the one that asked out Pam for him. So if you think about it then, this is the first time he's asked a girl out on a date. Of course, Danny's fumbling with his words like, oh, where was I? And she kind of fills in for him here. Like, she takes over. Like, oh, I think you were about to ask me out. He's like, oh, yeah. So, she ends up mentioning about she's got two uh, tickets to an art exhibit later that evening. And, you know, I'd love for you to go with me if I can find a sitter. And right away, Danny's like, Jesse and Joey can babysit. (laughs) Well, it's kind of funny how he kind of leaves an opening. Like, he sets it up with the wanting to ask her out and she pretty much just takes over like you know i got two tickets i'd love for you to go with me um we can have dinner my treat of course because she doesn't want a guy to pay for her she is cute i just ah i love this she is just like ah. she's digging on danny i love how she compliments him with you know saying what a great dad he is She's even the one that says, it's a date. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's a date. (laughs) I love how when he shuts the door, he's like, I have a date tonight. I have a date tonight. I have a date tonight. (laughs) He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I do. I do have a date tonight. (laughs) And look at him walking. He's got that swagger as he goes into the kitchen. (laughs) He is the man. So Michelle's in her high chair. What is that noise? Oh, I think Jeremy's in the shower. Um, and Jesse, of course, is like, you know, Michelle, when we get done with this dream house of you, it's a tree house, Jesse. Don't make it seem like it's Barbie's dream house for toddlers. Because, of course, this is where we see Benny the dish rag. And Jesse's like, it's going to make this, when we get done with this playhouse for you, it's going to look make Benny the dish rag look like, well, a dish rag. I'm going to play this clip as Danny is so overjoyed. He just is bursting at the seams to tell how he got a date tonight. All right, Michelle, when we put together this dream house, it's going to make Benny the dish rag look like, look like a dish rag. <laughs> Hi, guys. What's happening? <laughs> you tell us. Well, uh, I'd like to, but uh, I have to get ready for my date tonight. <laughs> She said yes, right? No, I was shy and I was awkward, and she asked me out, and I said yes. <laughs> no, yes? She's treating me to dinner and to an art exhibit. She's paying? Hmm. How's the shy and awkward thing working? <laughs> Danny, you're going to go out tonight, and you're going to have a great time. That's right, and we're going to watch the girls for you. The girls? How am I going to tell DJ and Stephanie that their father is going out on a date? Any ideas? Mm, no. Uh, well, uh, tell them, Joseph. <laughs> trust your instincts. That's right. Good thing. Trust your instincts and uh, uh, tell them exactly what they need to know, but nothing more. Nothing. Just tell them that. I like that, Jeff. Yeah, thanks. Like thanks for uh, Listen to what they say and respond accordingly. Right. Accordingly respond to what they say and, most importantly, be their father. Well, they don't have kids. 
someone out on a, a date, a hang, whatever you want to call it. And just, you're nervous because that fear of rejection is just, it's, I'd almost call that a paralyzing fear, just the fear of rejection. And, uh, cause you don't, no, you don't want the person to say no. You don't want them to laugh in your face and say, you and me, <laughs> you must be joking. But hopefully if you are asking the person on a date that you've actually had a conversation with them ahead of time so you kind of hopefully can gauge their reaction and anyway. Um, another thing that comes up, it's kind of funny how Danny's like, I'd like to help you guys out, but uh, I got to get ready for my date tonight. And there's Jesse and Joey are so happy for Danny. It's like, yes, yeah, see, we know you could do it. And, of course, he's like, okay, how'd you do it? You're confident, right? And Danny's like, no, I was shy and awkward. And uh, she invited me to a museum exhibit and dinner. And Jesse's like, oh, uh, she's paying? And Danny's like, yeah. And he's like, well, okay, tell me how this shy and awkward thing works. Because <laughs> he's like, I gotta get it. I gotta learn that secret because I think I want to try that out on some ladies. I'm sorry, Jesse, but no way you can pl play all uh, shy and awkward. Danny, yes, because he just, he just, he seems the type that would be shy and awkward and uncomfortable. Joey, you know, has got no qualms. About, I mean, you know he's going to jump in there with a joke if he were asking someone out. He well, like, went up to Pam when they were teenagers, and Danny's like, look, Joey, um really like Pam Katsopoulos, but can you maybe help me out with that? He's like, oh, don't worry, Danny, I got this. He, Joey goes up to Pam and says, all right, Pam, knock, knock. Pam says, who's there? Joey says, Danny. Pam says, Danny who? And Joey says, Danny wants to ask you out, but he's too afraid. Will you go out with him? Yes or no? <laughs> I just came up with that on the fly. <laughs> But now Danny's got a dilemma. Um, he's excited about the date. Don't worry, you know, Jesse and Joey will take care of the girls. But his dile Danny's dilemma is, how am I going to tell my daughters that their father is going out on a date for the first time? And Jesse and Joey, they got nothing. I mean, they don't have experience in this. Danny doesn't even have experience in dealing with this sort of thing. I mean... Joey's parents are divorced, and Joey's dad's been married umpteen fourth wife, I guess, in from the uh, Thanksgiving episode that we learned. I don't know when his parents got divorced. Joey said his parents moved around a lot because his dad was in the service and all that stuff. So I don't know if maybe when they he was probably an adult or in college by the time his parents actually got divorced. I assume. So he never had to deal with any of that. Um, Danny also, his parents were divorced probably as when he got older. And he probably never, 
you know, Jesse, on the other hand, his parents are married. None of them have, like, and that's the thing. Divorced parents out there dating for the first time, how do you approach that subject with your child when you are ready to date, but you don't think that your child is ready to accept the fact that you're dating? Or even, you know, parents out there that spouses have passed, how do you broach that subject with your child? I would kind of think, honestly, that I think the, the younger the child is, maybe it's not going to be as difficult. Whereas, say, if you started dating when the child was around DJ's age, because DJ right away is not about it. Stephanie, on the other hand, is confused. She doesn't know what to make of it. So DJ's going to be Stephanie's... Uh, uh, I guess if you want to call it, what's the word I'm looking for? Sound box? Sounding board? I, I don't know, but, um, because Stephanie's young, and she just, she doesn't get it, which is understandable, but it seems like DJ is filtering her own frustrations and all her feelings into Stephanie, who does not know how to feel. I'm going to play the clip as Danny is talking to the girls about going on a date with Linda. First, real quick, well, before I get to that, uh, the only advice that Jesse and Joey can even muster up is just, like, be the girl, be their father. Just go in there and just tell them straight out. Don't, don't sugarcoat it. Don't, you know, hide. Just to be honest, be honest with them. I thought at first he was going to, like, bend down with the Mich to Michelle and say, Michelle, like, practice on her, like, Michelle, Daddy is going to be going on a date. Are you okay with that? But no, he's like, Michelle, you'll tell your sisters for me, won't you? And I love how little baby Michelle, like, nods her head. And then she grabs her father's nose. <laughs> and it's so funny. All right, now let's see how uh, DJ and... And Steph react to the news of their father dating a year after their mother has passed. If you want that bike, you gotta be a salesman. Like this. Hi, my name's Stephanie Tanner. I'm a honeybee and we're raising money for needy kids. Jars of honey make wonderful birthday gifts and your purchase is tax deductible. Talk about a honey of a deal. That was awesome! Go for it. Why can't we go? <laughs> Steph, you don't get it. They're going on a date. 
dad doesn't want us there. They want to be alone. But DJ, wait. It's not that we want to be alone. We just, we want to get to know each other. Well, dad, couldn't you stay home with us? Um, I need you to, uh, help me with my homework. And Stephanie probably needs you too, right, Steph? I guess so. conversation of dating with Danny um, talking to his girls we of course have DJ schooling Stephanie in the proper way to sell a jar of honey to the masses or populace so DJ demonstrates saying hi I'm Stephanie Tanner and I'm a honeybee and we're raising money for needy kids and she says jars of honey make Wonderful birthday gifts, and your purchase is tax deductible. That is a lot for Stephanie. That is a lot for any five or six year old kid to try to remember. Now, in, if I were DJ, instead of saying the word needy kids, I would say, by purchasing this honey, your money is going to help fund underprivileged children by helping them go to camp or getting tutored or supply, school supplies for them or, or just something that re, in that regard. You're saying it goes to needy kids. You're not listing any organizations. You're not listing. For all that the person knows that's buying your honey, they could be giving you money and think, well, that kid's going to just put that money in their pocket and go spend it. If you let them know exactly where their money is going to go to, they might, and if they know, like, maybe I'm donating it to a cause, they might be a little more easier with the purse strings and the pocketbook. And the whole birthday gifts, ugh, I would have said these jars make great gifts for Mother's Day, for Christmas, you know, holiday gifts. Because odds are, you know, guys aren't going to be buying honey. It's going to be the ladies. You're going to want to appeal to the ladies. He also adds about how the purchase is tax deductible. Like when you donate something, they ask you if you want a tax form to include with your taxes and itemize all your stuff. I, just, I mean, if I were DJ and I were selling honey or any type of thing, I would want to have a script that includes the information in case they want to ask questions like put yourself in the buyer's shoes what would you want to know about an organization or a cause that you're donating to granted yes she's 10 11 years old she's not going to think that granted no one wants a humongous door-to-door -door sales pitch you keep it short you keep it you keep it sweet and that's that 
thought this would be kind of nice to dress up the bottle. Maybe put a little uh, doily thing around the um, the lid. I don't know. Make it fancy. Like, make it cute looking. All it's got is a little drawing sticker of a bee. A, and it's not even a creative looking bee either. It's not like it's got a beautiful little smiley face on it. Like the honeybee from Cheerios. I don't have a degree in marketing. I don't know about that stuff. All I know is if I were buying honey, I'd want to know where my money's going to. You don't come to my door and say, we're collecting money for needy kids. I could look at you and like, oh, are you the needy kids? Are you just pocketing my money and spending it? How am I going to know it's even going to get to this organization? I want a paper trail. DJ ends her pitch with, talk about a honey of a deal. <coughs> Barf, I don't like it, DJ. And you're gonna, she's going to be on the school paper in junior high. She's going to be setting together fundraisers, you know, dance, school dances, stuff like that. Get those wheels a-turning. Come up with a better pitch. Okay, let's move on from this. Danny is now going to break the news that he is going on his very first date with the hive, Stephanie's hive mother, Linda. And, of course, he can barely get the words out with saying, you know, how about, because... As soon as he comes into the room, Stephanie's like on him like a dog on a bone. Like, hi, I'm Stephanie Tanner. I'm raising money for needy kids. Do you know that this is, honey, is also tax duck build? And he's like, honey, I bought 17 charts from you already downstairs like an hour ago. So it's like, all right, um, I want to sit down and talk to you girls about something. And he first, of course, asked them... You guys like uh, Julie's mom, Mrs. Stratton. And I just, ding, 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 Mrs. Stratton. Hmm. Why does that name sound familiar? Stratton. Silver Spoons. No, no, no. It's, she's of no relation. Speaking of Silver Spoons, if you watch that show growing up and you like it, uh, I also, on the Punky Power podcast, have all, almost all four seasons covered of the show. And we'll be starting up season five in, um... In May, so look forward to that. As he sits down on um, DJ's desk chair, hands baby Michelle to DJ, says, Tonight your father is going on a... He's like, uh, you know what, let me have two more jars. And the girls are like, yeah, sure, she's nice. And Danny's like, that's great. Because tonight, Julie's mom and I are, you know what, put me down for... Make it four more jars. And of course, Stephanie's like, wow, I'm getting good at this. And Danny finally is like, you know what, I gotta stop before I go broke. So he just tells them that Julie's mom and he are going to go out tonight. And of course, Stephanie's like, oh great, where are we going? And Danny's like, oh no, sweetie, <laughs> no, not, not you, just me and Julie's mom. And of course, Stephanie's confused, like, well, why can't we go? DJ knows exactly what's up, and she's like, because he doesn't want us there, Steph. He, they want to be alone. Yeah, DJ's... Uh, immediately, she's got an attitude. Like, you don't get it, Steph. They're going on a date. Dad doesn't want us there. They want to be alone. And, of course, DJ stands up, hands Michelle to Danny, and starts to walk out. And Danny's like, well, DJ, no, get, come back here. Look. It's not that we want to be alone. It's just that we want to get... A chance to know each other that's all and I get it Stephanie's six and she's 
not understand what's going on here with all of this. She's worried, like, if you go on a date tonight, does that mean that Julie's mom is going to be our new mommy? And it's like, honey, no, that's just because we're going on a date doesn't mean we're going to get married. That's not how things work. It's like, don't you understand? And it's like, no, she doesn't because she's never been in this situation before. And DJ isn't exactly helping matters. And she totally guilts Danny, making him feel guilty for trying to go out there and have a nice time with another person that just happens to be a female. DJ's like, do you really have to go out tonight? Because uh, I need help with my homework. And Steph needs you too, don't you, Steph? Like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So you need him to stay here. And Stephanie's like, yeah, I guess. And Tanny, he just concedes. Like, well, I guess I'll just cancel my plans and stay here with you girls for the rest of my life. And it's like, I'd be, first of all, if I were Danny and DJ said that to me, I'd be like, well, first of all, you have two knowledgeable and educated adults here in this house other than me that can help you with your homework. Like, yeah, and I'd be like, DJ, I don't need to feel guilty because I'm going out on a date. And I don't really like your attitude, so you need to tell me what's up. What actually, what is bothering you about this? Because he completely folds, and that's not fair to Linda. I mean, granted, these are his kids and everything, and he's supposed to be there for them. It's like, you have two full-functioning, mentally and physically capable of handling three children, or four, if, you know, little Julie's going to be there. You know, ad adults, it's going to be fine. But I feel like we need to get through to DJ that I get it this is difficult, but this is just something that you need to understand that Danny's not, is he supposed to stay, stay single just to make you happy? That's not fair to him. You know, even even as a kid, if I were Stephanie's age, I probably would be young enough that I probably would think that one date with a person would mean wedding bells. In your mind, you're thinking dating. Dating equals romance. Romance equals kissing. Kissing equals marriage or something to that. I don't know. So now, of course, Jesse and Joey come upstairs. Joey's got his little uh, mini toolbox to help put that treehouse together, which is kind of, it, this is plot B, really, which there's not really a lot to it. So Danny's excuse to Linda, like, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to cancel our date. I'm just, I'm starting to feel like it's, it's too soon for this, which I get it. It's been a year, but I feel like... He's doing it. He loves his daughters. I get it. But how is this really fair to him? How is it fair to Linda? Play this clip. Hi, Linda. Yeah, it's Danny. Look, I feel real uncomfortable about this, but uh, I have to cancel out on our date. I'm, I'm starting to feel like it's too soon for this. Thanks for understanding. Yeah. Bye. Thought you were ready to start dating. I was. Until I saw the looks on those girls' faces. Although Michelle took it pretty well. You think I should have kept my date with Linda, don't you? Yes, I do. I agree with him. Who said that? 
love you. Yes, it is hard on the girls, man, but they love you. They'll learn to deal with it. I just think my dating will be so much easier once the girls are away at college. Oh, yeah. You'll be pushing 50 hanging out at singles bars. All right, Danny Tanner. Uh, Capricorn. Oh, hold my teeth. <laughs> Danny, this is always going to be a tough situation. But do you want to keep postponing your life? Well, no. Danny, the decision is yours. What do you really want to do? I really want to go out with Linda. Yeah, you're talking. There you go. <laughs> Lay it down. All right. Come on, Joe. Speed the stuff. Okay. Hi, <laughs> uh, Linda. Uh, Danny here. Yeah, did someone call you before saying it was too soon for me to start dating? <laughs> I thought so. Linda, that was my evil twin brother, Manny Tanner. <laughs> if it's not too late, I'd really like to see you tonight. Great. So you'll pick me up at... Oh, could you hold on a second? Hi, girls. Dad, we were talking, and it was so nice of you to cancel your date for us. We want to thank you by taking you out for ice cream. Aren't you? Because you're a great dad, and we love you so much. Thanks. I love you, too. Thanks, Dad. Danny, don't. This is Manny Tanner, the evil twin. <laughs> Something's come up, and uh, Danny can't make it tonight. He's really very sorry, and uh, he'll call you later. If I let him. <laughs> Bye. So, at least Linda is... She's a good sport with this. She's not like, jeez. I... I you know, she's not upset about her or anything. You know, she's understanding, so that's good. However, I'd be getting a little less understanding if he kept, like, calling and saying, yeah, let's go out. Oh, I can't. It would be like, well, you need to make up your mind because I am getting ready to get in my car. I'm all dressed. Do you want to go or not? I mean, I'm giving him an ultimatum at some point. It's like... I gotta go. Like, the thing is starting in an hour, and I gotta beat traffic. So, are you coming? Are you not? Jesse and Joey, of course, over here. Danny breaking the date. And... Danny, of course, says it's because of, you know, he loves the girls, and he feels like this isn't right to do this to them. Jesse, of course, says, you know, the girls will get over it. Don't... You know, they'll deal with, I mean, eventually at some point they would have to deal with Danny dating again. Mm. And it's like, oh, I, uh, maybe I can wait till Michelle's like in college. And it's like, yeah, so postpone your, because Joey's like, what are you going to keep postponing your life for your kids? That's not, that's not healthy. And it's just so funny how Joey's like, oh yeah, picture you, Danny, 50 years old, hitting the singles bars. And he's, Joey's acting like a 70 to 80 year old man hitting up the singles bars. The whore on Donnie Tanner, uh, Capricorn, uh, can you hold my teeth? Like, ugh. I mean, it's just, it's, it, 1987, 88 at this point. Did we really see 50-year-olds, like, 
as we would view, like, someone who's, like, in their 80s. Because, no, you look at someone who's 50. My husband is five years away from turning 50 years old. He is nothing like an 80-year-old man or a 75-year-old man. He's, he's, he's just not. So it just it's so funny how it just seems like we viewed someone as, like, in their 50s as a senior citizen. Well, they are senior citizens, but you guys, you know what I mean. 50 and 80, 1988 is not 50, the same as 50 years old in 2020. It's just, it's not. They're completely different. People that are 50 look like they're 35, you know, if a day, because they're taking care of themselves. I love how Jesse and Joey are just so concerned for Danny. They just, they want him to be able to turn over this new life. And it's like, I thought you were ready to start dating. And Danny's like, well, I was until I saw the looks on those two, on those girls' faces. I love how he's like, you know, Michelle took it pretty well. Like, well, she's a baby. Of course she would. And Danny's looking at him like, you guys think I should have kept my date with Linda. And Jesse and Joey like, yeah, of course. Like, and Jesse's like, yeah, I agree with Joey. You should have. Because right now, if you think about it, Danny's kind of stringing Linda along. I mean, she knows that he's a widow, has been for a year, so this is his first time kind of mingling into the dating scene. I don't know how many guys that Linda's been out with and everything. She may be an old pro. I don't know. But um, this is just new. And I think, honestly, it's a lot different on someone if you're re-entering the dating scene as a divorcee compared to entering the dating scene as a widow. Jesse's like, look, Danny, it's up to you. Do you want to go on the date or don't you? And Danny's like, I want to go out with Linda. I really want to spend time with her. It's like, well, then go on the date, man. So he gets on the phone. He makes up this lie. Like, like oh, did someone just say, do just call you and say that it was too soon for them to date? Well, Linda... You just happened to meet my evil twin brother, Manny Tanner, which is funny because that joke comes back in season five, episode one's Double Trouble. So while he's saying, I, if you're still interested, I'd love to go out with you tonight. And as he's re-initiating this date with Linda, down the stairs come DJ and Stephanie, and they're like, oh, Dad, since you were so lovely, it was so lovely of you to break your date, then we're going to treat you to ice cream. And then Danny does the Manny Danny, I'm breaking our date again. And if I were Linda, I'm like, you know what? I don't have time. I have a daughter to think of myself, and I can't do this. And you just see as he's making and breaking this date for the second time, Joey and Jesse in the back are just shaking their heads in disappointment. Like, oh, Danny, come on. But now, like I said, we're getting to plot B. They are putting together the little treehouse for baby Michelle. Are those the instructions that came with the thing? My gosh, they look like blueprints to a house. And seriously, it's like that, that white like type of um, thin tissue paper with a bunch of, like, blue squiggly lines and tiny print like it does look like a blueprint of for a house that he's it's so huge 
It's seriously, it looks like you could spread the thing out on a kitchen table and it would take up the entire kitchen table. Those instructions. This is something you de definitely want to look at the instructions. I don't care if they're in a hundred different languages, but yeah, Jesse's just, he's the guy who's like, no, I don't need to look at the instructions. It's basically pretty simple. I'm not going to do that. Which are those, there are those men out there that prefer not to look at the instructions and just quote unquote wing it. And there are those that do follow the instructions and they get it done the right way, the proper way, the only way, in my opinion. I'm going to play this clip because it's just funny. Joey, or Jesse is just like ripping the instructions out of Joey's hand. It's like, do not question the master. There, it's very simple. There is a roof. There's basically a top, a bottom, a bunch of stuff. It goes together and it's fine. Michelle is what, at least probably over a year old at this point. She's not going to be. She's already toddling, so she's not going to be into this thing. I don't think so. Do you guys want to come with Dad and us for ice cream? Uh, girls, we have a better idea. Yeah, why don't we take you girls out for ice cream so your daddy can go to that art Because that idea stinks. Right, Steph? Maybe. Who knows? I've been confused all day. <laughs> Look, I know you're worried about your dad dating again, but I think I know how you feel. How would you know? Well... See, I was only six when my parents got divorced, and I wasn't very happy when my mom started to date again. Well, my grandma used to come and babysit, and she used to pinch my cheeks so hard it was the... Just tell the story, huh? <laughs> anyway, I got used to my mom dating again, and she was much happier because she wasn't so lonely. Think that's lonely? Yes, I do. You know what, girls? I think your dad would be very happy if you could go on that date tonight. I want dad to be happy. I do too. Come on, Steve. Let's go talk to daddy. Alright. Done, Joseph. Without instructions. Looking good. Come on, I'll build the master a club sandwich. Alright. That thing looks wobbly. I would not put a child in that. Oh, that would be, that would be panic-inducing. I would, oh my god, that would freak me out. <coughs> Coming, master? Did you get that from a realtor? 
Jesse, of course, finds an extra piece that he assumes is just like, oh, they gave us something extra for the fireplace. No, that's because you didn't look at the directions. That piece clearly, they don't include a piece that doesn't necessarily belong. If anything, they might give you extra screws in case you lose one or you need a replacement. Sometimes there's some replacement little things in there, but obviously not very often. And DJ and Stephanie come in and they're like, hey, do you want to come with us with dad to get ice cream? And Jesse and Joey are like, hey, why don't we take you girls out for ice cream and you guys let your daddy go on that date with Linda? And DJ right away with the snot attitude is like, because that idea sucks or stinks, doesn't it, Stephanie? And Stephanie's like, I don't know. I've been confused all day. She probably has because she doesn't have an original thought as to how she's thinking and feeling. This is where I learned something about Joey. Now, I knew that his parents were divorced. I just, I thought it was when he was an adult. Um, he says that his parents got divorced when he was six. However, in the long goodbye episode of season five, when Michelle and Teddy have to say goodbye because he moves to uh, Amarillo, Texas, Joey says that his parents moved around all the time when he was growing up. He had to make, you know, new friends wherever he went. So, granted, continuity on the show really... They don't get it 100% all the time. There's going to be continuity issues. So, anyway. He says his mom started dating. And when his mom, Joey's mom started dating, of course he had to be left with somebody to watch him. His grandmother, who used to pinch his cheeks all the time. And of course he leans over and starts pinching Jesse's cheek. Who is, he's stuck in that uh, little treehouse. And he tells the girls, you know, I got, you know, over it. I got used to it. You know, my mom was happy and I was happy that she wasn't so lonely anymore. And DJ, of course, doesn't really think about Danny being sad and being lonely. She's like, you think he's lonely? And Jesse's like, I, I really do. And I think that it would help if he went on this date. So the girls decide to go and talk to Danny, which is good. Jesse, of course, gets himself stuck in that treehouse because he's got the roof on top and he can't get out of it, which I, the way he's kind of like struggling inside of it, because it's, it's very small, it's made for a toddler, it's really wobbly and I'm like, there is no way in the world if I had a an infant, a child, a toddler, I would put them on that thing because that thing looks like one, you could blow on it and boom, it just collapses. The other thing, I would not want to be stuck in that thing and not be able to get out because I could definitely see myself having, uh, um, panicking, like, I need to get out, I need to get out. Um, I had a thing with that back, uh, in 2011, um, when Jeremy and I took a trip to Georgia and we were taking, uh, someone else was taking us somewhere and they had, um, a two door car and I had to sit in the back. And it's one of those things where they pull the front seat down and you get in the back and I just, I, I couldn't handle it. 
I just was, I felt like I was just kind of like, <laughs> I, just, I, I didn't like that fear, that enclosure. I, I didn't like that confinement. So even though Jeremy was nice enough to sit in the back and his head was like touching the ceiling practically, he did that for me so I could sit in the passenger seat because that way I didn't feel as, you know, confined. I just didn't like the idea that I couldn't get out if I needed to. So Joey offers to make Jesse a sandwich for all his, a club sandwich for all his hard work. And of course, Jesse can't get out of the thing, but he picks it up and carries it with himself. <laughs> well, it serves him right for not reading the directions. So of course, before DJ and Stephanie go talk to their dad, DJ wants a moment alone with Stephanie. And I'm kind of wondering if she's going to bring up her mom and, like, actually ask Stephanie, how do you feel about dad dating? Like, honestly. Like, DJ's not going to put thoughts in her head or anything. She probably is just... I don't know. I, I feel like I haven't seen this scene before. It's been such a long time. But it just... This scene feels semi-new. It might not be once I see it. So let's find out together. Okay, so I feel like, yes, I did when I watched this episode uh, quite a while ago. I do remember that scene about them discussing whether or not their mother would be happy with their dad dating again. And poor Stephanie is just like, well, I don't want mom to be unhappy, and I don't want daddy to be unhappy. I don't want us to be unhappy. And she just, she's so confused. It's like she doesn't know what to feel. Her emotions are just all over the place. And she's like, I think I'm getting my very first headache. I think that's probably where DJ's feelings are stemming from, is maybe allowing her father to go on a date almost feels like maybe in a way she's betraying, you know, her mom. Like, I don't know. So Danny's in his room, kind of tossing a football up and catching it when DJ and Stephanie come into his room. He's even got, like, a little chair with a, a little footstool by it. Looks like that football he was kind of tossing up and down on the uh, on the bed is actually an autograph football. So, of course, when the girls come in, they have bowls of ice cream. And Danny's like, well, wait, I thought we were going out for ice cream. And, of course, DJ's response to that is, oh, we wanted to make sure we still liked it. So he's like, all right, come on, come up on the bed. I want to talk to you guys. And he's like, give me my kid. <laughs> Michelle, like, toddles over. But she's too small to try to climb up on that bed. I think this is Jody Sweden kind of breaking character here. As DJ passes Michelle along to Danny, she passes Michelle 
over Stephanie to Danny, and you just hear Stephanie or Jody Sweden going, whoa, like, I don't want the baby to kick me in the face as you're passing her along. So, you know, Danny knows that there's something up with the girls. Well, mainly DJ. It's like, all right, come on, girls, tell me what's wrong. And DJ's like, well, it's kind of hard to explain. And Stephanie jumps right in there. We're like, no, it's not. DJ was just wondering if you still love mom. Because this is another concept that kids probably worry about when their parents date for the first time. If dating means loving their parents that's either divorced or passed on, if that mean dating means loving them less. This makes me want to cry. <laughs> Danny saying, Yo, of course I still love mom. She was the first love of my life. Think about it. Danny only had like 10 years with Pam. I love how he says, you know, together she and I created three little miracles as he bends down and kisses baby Michelle on the top of her head. <laughs> I'm always going to love her. A date isn't going to change that. And he says, not even if I fall in love with someone else one day. You know, when Vicky eventually comes along in like four seasons. And he proposes to her at the end of season six at Disney World. And then they break up in season seven. And then we see Vicky again, finally, in Fuller House. And we're all still hoping for that wedding I want that wedding for Danny and Vicky. I want him to have that happily ever after because as much as it's about DJ and Steve, it's about Danny and Vicky. I mean, sure, Stephanie and Jimmy. I, I would rather 100% see Danny and Vicky get married over Kimmy and Fernando because that really, what, what even is that? Those two have been married and had... To sort, I mean, not that they're not important, but it's just, I think that Danny deserves a happily ever after just as much as DJ does. And DJ said, well, how do you think mom would feel about that? And Danny's like, well, I know exactly how she would feel. And he says, you know, we had this conversation, Pam and I did, if something were to happen to either of us, and one of us one day started dating and found someone that we wanted to spend the rest of our life with again and that we would be okay with that yeah and i like this how he puts it into terms that they can understand he says you know well moms and dads have all kinds of talks and one of the talks that pam and i had was what would happen what we would do if something ever happened to one of us and we talked about making sure you were all taken care of. And we agreed that if either one of us ever became single again, we should try to meet someone else to share our life with. And think about it, guys. Danny is only 30 years old in season one. He's got his whole life ahead of him. That is a long time to not find somebody that you want to spend the rest of your remaining days with. Not to per mention, that person that he chooses is going to want to be a mother to three kids. She is going to have that responsibility. And anyone that dates Danny or, you know, seriously dates him will know that. 
that, you know, that's just how it is. You know, that's how it is with, you know, people dating someone who has a child. So DJ, I think she's turning the wheels are kind of turning. She's getting it. She's getting it. She's like, okay, so, so mom will be happy if you went on a date. And Danny's like, yeah, yeah, I, I think she would be. And I like how he assures them. It's like, she would know that I'm not looking for someone to take her place. And I like that, in a way, as he's, he's also reassure, reassuring the girls. It's like, that I'm not looking to replace your mom by meeting someone else. And he, in a way, is just, he's just looking to make a new friend. And it's like, he's like, I could never forget mom. And it's just, it's so sweet. And he's like, he tells them, I think about her every time I look at you. Little <laughs> baby Michelle, she is just like, her head is just laying on Danny's knee. She is just like collapsing. <laughs> He's like, and you. And he pulls up Michelle and she kisses her on the head. Like, oh, you goofy. I love how she smiles. She just lays her head back down on Danny's knee. <laughs> oh, this adorable little baby. And Danny looks at DJ and is like, and you too. DJ, of course, is satisfied with Danny is with what he's telling her. And she's like, well, we'll take you out for ice cream another night. And Stephanie's like, yeah, we already had two bowls anyway. Like, oh boy. So she tells Danny to go on the date. And Danny's like, I wish I could, but I broke the date already twice. I don't think she's going to want to hear from me. And DJ's like, oh, well, I'll call her. And she goes over to the phone and it's like, oh, no, DJ, you don't have to do that. So he's like, it's 555-8713. I'm going to play this clip. This is such a sweet moment between Danny and his girls. Danny, can we talk to you? Sure. I thought we were going out for ice cream. Well, I'm going to make sure we still liked it. <laughs> Come here. Sit next to me. Give me my kid. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Okay, girls. What's wrong? Well, it's kind of hard to explain. No, it's not. He's have his mother. If you still love mom. Of course I still love mom. She was the first love of my life. Together we made three little miracles. I'm always going to love her. Nothing will change that. Not a date. Not even if I fall in love with someone else one day. Well, how do you think Mom would feel about that? I know exactly how she would feel. You do? How? Well, <laughs> moms and dads talk about all kinds of things. And one night, we had a long talk about what we would do if something ever happened to one of us. We talked about making sure you were all taken care of. And we agreed. That if either one of us ever became single again, we should try to meet someone else to share our life with. So mom would be happy if you went on a date? I think she would be. She would know that I'm not looking for someone to take her place. Just to make a new friend. I could never forget mom. I think about her every time I look at you. And you. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we could take you out for ice cream another night. We already had two bowls. Come 
on your date, Dad. <laughs> That's very sweet, but I don't think I can call Julie's mom again. <laughs> I already broke our date twice. I'll call her. Uh, DJ, you don't have to do that. It's 555-8713. <laughs> so it's almost, it almost seems like when DJ says, go on your date, Dad, it's almost like she's giving permission to him, like... It's okay, Dad. Now that you explained everything, and I understand, I now give you permission to go on the date. Like, oh my gosh. But it was good for him and the girls to kind of have some common ground. Wait, you know, everyone's on the same page. So yeah, she yeah she goes over there and starts dialing. I'm sure she's probably going to apologize. Like, I'm sorry, Mrs. Stratton, but it was me. I was the one, I'm the reason why my dad had to break the date and make the date and break the date again. So if you're still willing, will you come over and take him on a date? <laughs> wow, this is so un-Danny. This is so not clean. The Danny that we, that Mr. Clean Danny Tanner that we've come to know in like season two onward. Because he hasn't gotten to that point yet, but he's just, I mean, we see clothes draped all over the bed, on the floor, on that um, chair and footstool, just all over the place. Oh, as he comes out of the bathroom, he's got like a little mini basketball and a little basketball hoop to the right of the door, the ba his bathroom door frame. So Jesse and Joey come upstairs and say that Linda is there and ready to go. Danny, of course, is like, how's she dressed? Semi-casual, tri-casual, quasi-casual. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, she's dressed pretty decent. Ah, oh, Jesse with the chicken. Always with the chicken. I think Danny looks fine. He's just nervous. It's first time dating and he's just like I want to look good and Jesse and Joey are like you look you look absolutely fine Danny's like oh I hate the way I look and Jesse's like well there's just no time for a nose job what excuse me that's horrible he's already nervous enough now you're gonna start picking apart his physical features Jesse all right, so he's like, guys, I need your help. I need you to put together a look. Of course, we get Joey's goofy, bright-colored shirt with the fish and the triangles and the yellow, and it's just like, eh, I don't know about that. Because he's also got the pants that are hiked way up over the navel. It's like, I don't think so. He's basically dressed just like Joey is. And Jesse's all like, oh my gosh, that's the last thing we need is another Joey lookalike. Why is Jess, Danny's now dressed like Danny Zuko from Greece. With the whole cow look, Elvis look. He's got the little cow lick in front. The little curly cue. His hair's all gelled back he's got the leather jacket and you could even go Fonzie but he makes me think of Danny Zuko I think Linda's just gonna be happy with who she you know your normal regular self the guy who was embarrassed to ask her on a date and she kind of did the work for you she wants that guy she doesn't want it someone that you're impersonating Downstairs, Julie is really, uh, she's, 
<laughs> Jesse's like, I'm glad we got, you know, had this time to get acquainted. Jesse is sitting on the arm of the couch. Joey's sitting on the couch next to Linda. And it's just like, hey, maybe we should go up and play with Julie and the girls. Because she has just had enough of this. Joey's like, don't worry, Danny will be out here in just a second. And we see Jesse shouting up to the stairs from the couch. Like, hey, Daniel, get down here. You got a pretty girl. Your cowlick looks fine. And Danny, of course, is coming in through the kitchen into the living room. But Danny's just wearing exactly what he was when he had come out of his bathroom. He looks good. Danny's like, hey, Linda. And she's like, hi, Danny. Or is it Manny? And he's like, no, it's Danny, the good twin. Uh, he thanks her for understanding, you know, thank you for understanding, you know, with the confusion and everything. And she's like, hey, look, I understand. I get it. When I started dating again, I went through the same craziness. So DJ comes out with Michelle. Like, Michelle just wants to say goodbye to you. And, of course, Danny's like, oh, I know, as he kisses Michelle on the f- cheek. Don't stay out too late because you're going to wake me at three. You got two guys that, well, Joey's down in the basement and Danny is closer, but you still have Jesse upstairs to help you out. So Danny also kisses DJ goodbye and says, say goodbye to Steph for me. And like, hey, shall we go? And she's like, yep, we shall. And then they go. Of course, we get Jesse and Joey pretending to be old men again. Like, you kids behave yourselves, right? You take two dimes for a phone call. So I'm going to play this clip with Danny and his bedroom nervous about the date and then of course him and Linda going out right. yes. <laughs> hey Linda's waiting downstairs she's here already how's she dressed casual trending semi-trending quasi-casual wear a chicken soup with flippers go oh god I'm dating again how do I look be brutal I hate the way I look. I don't blame you, but there's just not enough time for a nose job now. (laughs) Guys, look, I I need your help here. I've got to put together a look. I got something for you. I have a look for you. I'm glad we had this time to get better acquainted. Maybe we should go upstairs and play with Julie and Steph. (coughs) I promise Danny will be down in just a second. Yo, Daniel, we got a pretty girl down. Your cowlick looks fine. I know. I flattened it out. Hi, Linda. Hi, Danny. Or is it Manny? No, it's, it's Danny, the good twin. Thanks for waiting. Sorry about all the confusion. Oh, I understand. When I started dating again, I went through the same craziness. Michelle wants to say goodbye. Go ahead, Michelle. Wake up. You don't even have to say it. I know. Don't stay out late, because you're going to wake me up at three. Bye-bye, Say goodbye to Steph for me. Shall we go? We shall. <laughs> you can't behave yourself. That's right. Take two times for a phone call. Go. Come on. Come on. Go. Be good. Come on. Mm-hmm. All right, Michelle. This is the moment we've all been waiting for. It's time to throw away Benny the dish rag because you're now the proud owner of a brand new man-eating treehouse. All right, now. Here we go. Yep. Stick him in the dish towel. Good for you, girl. (laughs) 
So yeah, just like I thought, Michelle is not going to be into that treehouse. Maybe in another year or so she'd have fun with it. But it's not like she'd be able to play on it unassisted because they have to help her into it and then down it. And she really, I don't think she got anything out of it. Because as soon as she gets off the uh, slide, she goes and grabs Betty the dish rag and just toddles into the kitchen. And Jesse and Joey just kind of look at each other. Because, I mean, Jesse was the one who put it together. Now he feels like, well, this was a waste of time. Give it a year. Just, she's too young. She's only, what, a year old? How much is enjoyment is she going to get out of that? All right. So that was the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, let's see. As far as the worst episode of this episode, the worst episode, the worst outfit of the episode has got to be just Danny. I would have to say between the, well, actually, no, DJ's purple denim shirt thing was just absolutely atrocious. Not a fan of that. Um, as far as for the best outfits, let me think. I like Linda's outfit with her jean jacket and everything at the beginning of the episode. I like that. Um, let's see. If I had to choose between Jesse's look for Danny and Joey's look for Danny, I'm going with Jesse's look for Danny, which is the leather jacket, the black leather jacket, the little uh, curly cue in in the front, kind of a Elvis, Danny, Zuko look. I kind of like that for him. I don't know why. It looked good. As far as a relatable, I'm going to go with probably DJ. Because like I said, when my dad was like seriously dating um, Pam, I just, I wasn't about it. And I kind of made things, uh, I made things not nice for her, basically. I wasn't very nice. Um... Lesson learned, just if you are a single parent, whether you lost your spouse or whether you're divorced and you're dating for the first time, just have a conversation with your child before you do, so that way you let them know. Because this is a big step, not only in your own life, but in your child's. Just be there to answer their questions, and even have them ask you questions. So I found an article here called Tips for Talking to Your Kids About the Fact That You're Dating, When and How to Make Initial Introductions. For many parents, dating is exciting and scary at the same time. On one hand, you can hardly contain your enthusiasm for your new love interest, yet you may be plagued with questions about when and how to introduce your kids. Before you take that all-important step, consider this advice for dating with children. When to introduce your kids to the person you're dating? A lot of single parents ask, when should I introduce my kids to the person I'm dating? So um, this psychologist says, advises parents to first examine the quality of the dating relationship before worrying about how or when to introduce the kids. The commitment is the most important piece because when there's commitment, that becomes obvious to the kids. Being true to yourself and your partner is key. Not every dating relationship reaches the level of commitment that necessitates including the kids. You may very well be enjoying a casual, lively social life with a person who's fun to be around, but with whom you don't imagine a future. Once you introduce the children, you leave them vulnerable to becoming attached. Doing so before you're 
even determined for yourself that before you've even determined for yourself that this will be a long-term relationship is unfair to the kids. In the event that the relationship doesn't last, parting ways could potentially be as painful for them as your initial separation or divorce from your ex. Some little tips. Calm your kids' fears. Keep things in perspective. Affirm your own personal commitment to your children. Share your genuine enthusiasm for the person you are dating. So for the initial introduction, if you're going to induce introduce your loved one your love interest to your children plan something fun be yourself include your kids in an activity you can all do together offer reassurance and those are just little things all right so later this week i will be releasing season four episode four slumber party which aired on october 12th 1990 in this episode Stephanie feels left out when the honeybees plan a mother-daughter sleepover. This, of course, this episode is part of the In Honor of Mother's Day, In Honor of Pam Tanner. So, with that being said, everyone, have a good week. Stay home, stay safe, stay healthy, stay positive. We will get through this. Have a good day, everybody.